Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy. I'm your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder, and I am interrupting our series on podcasting and social impact to bring you a very special live from the Blue Box Cafe in Elgin, Illinois, the Southgate Media Group Podcast Marathon featuring me in this episode of Hey Andrea, and Ask Me Anything on Podcasting featuring questions and answers from current and aspiring podcasters in the community. Thank you seriously so much to Rob and Martha Southgate for making this possible. It was truly a super fun time. They are doing really cool podcasting events in and around Chicago, and I will be linking to Southgate Media in the show notes for this episode at bit.ly forward slash pod envy 032 for episode 32. That's bit.ly forward slash pod envy 032. Also, there you will find a link to get my Halloween special, a three-card tarot spread for focusing your podcast content, shifting into a fresh perspective for your show, and having a little fun with your future. That's at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash podcast tarot. Are they still in here? Can we give one more round of applause to Improvise D&D? I'm Andrea Klunder, and I like to introduce myself on my show, Podcast Envy, as your podcast boss, because Podcast Envy is all about the craft of podcasting. It's all about how to make a podcast that matters, rather than just like something you're doing in your closet by yourself, talking into a microphone, you don't know if anyone is listening, or if it makes any kind of difference. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. And I thought that I would try something that I had never tried before. But before I do that, I also want to say thank you to Southgate Media Group for hosting this um, podcast marathon, Blue Box Cafe. My family would be so proud of me if they could see me here in this moment. In fact, I probably should have gotten them to come from Michigan because they are Doctor Who fan, like, number one, two, three, and four, and somehow I missed that gene. I'm like, eh, it's all right. So I'm probably gonna get thrown out of the cafe for admitting that, but. <laughs> so I thought that today what I would try is something I've never, ever, ever done before, and that is a hashtag AMA. I hope I'm using that right, because sometimes I'm a little bit social media challenged, but an ask me anything about podcasting. And because I didn't know who was going to be here, I didn't know if people here are podcasters, if people here are aspiring podcasters, or maybe, hmm, maybe one day I might like to have my own show, if you would have any questions. So I'm going to put that out to you, that if in the course of the next 20 minutes or so, you have a question related to podcasting of any kind, you can ask. And hopefully I'll have an answer for you. Since I am your podcast boss, I try to always have an answer and uh, we'll figure it out from there. So does anyone have a question about podcasting? <laughs> I thought you said, how do you run your audience? I was like, <laughs> all right, so how do you grow an audience for podcasting? 
very slowly and painstakingly in my experience, unless you happen to already have a following. So for example, um, I started with almost no following. Everyone on my email list was on my email list because they took yoga and meditation classes from me. And then when I switched into podcasting, they were like, unsubscribe, not interested. <laughs> not because they were you know, mean, but just because I switched gears and that wasn't what they had signed up to find out about. So I started very slowly and it has taken a lot of time of doing events, doing social media, um, trying to find in-person groups that I can connect with who are the right type of people who I think will want to listen to my show and also going on other people's shows. That has been a huge thing for growing an audience is just the networking, the connections, the in-person. However, some people who start off their podcast and they, let's say they already have a super successful blog and they have a huge mailing list, their numbers might be higher to start off with but even though they might start with higher listener numbers and more downloads, it can still take time for that number to grow incrementally. And so I think it's all about the in-person connections. It's about saying yes to every opportunity. Rob was like, I want to put you in this podcast marathon. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. And I've never done a live show before. So, um, okay, sure. Oh, it's in Elgin and I'm a city girl. Like, I don't even have a car. How the heck do I get to Elgin? I don't know. But it's about saying yes and putting yourself out there and just doing whatever you can. And speaking of using social media to grow your audience, I went out there and posted in a bunch of places and said, hey, I'm doing this. Ask me anything. What do you want to know? So here uh, are some of the questions that I got about podcasting. The first one is from Ashley Lana Scott, who's uh, someone that I know super well. She's part of my women's creative group in Chicago connected to my first show, which is called The Creative Imposter. And she's also in the Creative Imposter Facebook group. And she asked, how do you know if the topic you think is interesting to talk about is actually a good topic for your audience? So I think that that is something that comes up a lot where we think, oh, I have this idea for a show. Oh, I have this idea for a podcast. Oh, I have this idea for a business. Anytime we have an idea, we get really excited about it, and then we are like, oh no. Is anybody gonna like this? Is anybody gonna listen? Who wants to hear me talk for 20 minutes? Nobody. <laughs> and we get this whole thing setting in that we refer to as imposter syndrome, where we think, yeah, maybe I don't have a good idea. Maybe this is never going to work. Maybe I should just scrap it all together. So my recommendation, if you have an idea for a podcast, is to test it out. Do some informal market research. Go out and tell people, hey, so I'm starting a podcast. I mean, like, don't just walk up to strangers on the street and be like, hey, so I'm starting a podcast, because that's creepy. Nobody <laughs> wants that. But out in social situations, at an event, typically if you meet somebody new, they're gonna say, what do you do? And you could say, oh, I'm starting this podcast. And they'll be like, cool, what's it about? Hopefully. Some people still don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> but then you can take their phone out of their hand and say, oh, it's this thing that you can listen to for free. Find the podcast app on their phone, click it, subscribe to your own show on their phone, and then hand it back to them and show them how to use it. 
assuming that they do know what a podcast is, they're probably going to ask you what the show you're starting is about. And if you tell them and they're like, oh, cool. And then there's that awkward silence afterwards and that keeps happening to you, you might want to rethink your idea a little bit. <laughs> but if they're like, oh, that's interesting, or oh, tell me more. So the story I have about that is when I knew I wanted to start a podcast, this is what I did. I, I started testing them out on people. And the first three or four ideas, people were like, I don't know what that is, or they just didn't really give me the answer that I was looking for, or I just got the awkward silence. And so finally, I came up with this idea because I wanted to blend creativity, mindfulness and self-reflection, and then entrepreneurship because I was coming at starting a podcast from having failed as a business owner. So in failing at business, I learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship. So I wanted to combine all those things together. But if I said, I'm starting a show about creativity, entrepreneurship, and mindfulness, it's kind of like vague and not all that interesting. And so I came on this idea of imposter syndrome because that phrase kept coming up in a lot of other podcasts about similar topics. So it's that feeling that people are going to find out you're not really the podcasting expert that you pretend to be, or you don't really know what you're doing. And that concept kept coming up for me, and it was kind of an uncomfortable concept. And I started telling people I was starting a show called The Creative Imposter. And the immediate response was typically, oh, what's that about? And I'd say, imposter syndrome. And they'd say, oh, I think I have that. And so because people were engaged and asking me a question, then I knew that I was onto something, and I just kind of went from there. So I think that doing your informal market research, testing it out on real life people, and seeing what kind of reaction you're going to get is going to give you a big indication as to whether you're on the right track. And the other thing about that question is that actually, I think that no matter what kind of show you want to start, there is an audience for it. I think that there is an audience for every kind of show under the sun. I recently discovered a podcast all about houseplants. And my first thought was, how can you have a podcast all about houseplants? And I started listening, and it's fantastic. It's so interesting. <laughs> and I'm realizing why all my houseplants keep dying. Like, I've learned a lot from this show. If you have an idea, there's probably an audience for it. Question number two, Queen Cuemo reached out to me. Her show is the Queen Cuemo Podcast. And her question is one that we get a lot, which is, how do I monetize my podcast and legitimize it as a business? So I'm going to be real, y'all. Podcasting takes time. It takes a lot of time to produce a show and to produce it consistently. And it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money to get started with a show, but it does take up a lot of time. And so eventually, at some point, people are starting to wonder, can I make money from this? How can I earn some income? I see other people making money off of it, so how can I do that? And so I took a listen to Queen Cuemo's show, looked at her website, and did just like a little bit of analysis, and here's what I came up with. So if you are podcasting, or you're thinking of starting a podcast, and you want to make money off of it, number one, good luck. 
<laughs> it can be done for sure. But again, it's one of those things that's just gonna take time and consistency and a really clear intention. Number one is all about your audience. And actually most answers to most questions I get start with audience and community. So think about who is already listening to your show, who might be listening to your show, and figure out what do they want in their life? What do they want? What are they not getting? Where are they hanging out? What are they already buying? What kinds of problems do your listeners have that you might be able to solve for them? And then how can you start to build community with those listeners? So I started The Creative Imposter. I did not know how to make a business out of that at all, not a clue. I just knew that I wanted to try to make a podcast and figure it out from there. And as I was talking to people about the show, so many people started saying to me, that's so cool that you started a podcast. I kind of want to do that. How do I do that? And I'd say, oh, well, you just do this, this, you get this gear, whatever. After a while, I realized I should probably be charging money for this advice and call it coaching. <laughs> And that was because people were coming to me asking me how to do something. And so it came from my audience asking me for something that I could figure out what to offer them. The traditional route that we think of for monetizing a podcast is having sponsors. That's like the, oh, I have a sponsor and they pay me money to talk about them on my show and it's super easy. The truth about sponsorships is that they're also really hard. They're hard to get then they're hard to figure out how to make them work, and then they're hard to keep going unless you have an enormous following, and I'm talking like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of downloads per month for your show, because when you get paid by a sponsor, you're typically getting paid a certain dollar amount per thousand downloads that you're getting of your show, and that certain dollar amount isn't very much. So a typical rate for sponsorships for podcast would be somewhere between $15 to $30 per thousand downloads. And that means 30 days from the launch of that episode, within that time, how many thousand people downloaded that episode within that period of time. And so, like I said, if you're getting like $15 per thousand downloads, you've got to have a lot of thousands of downloads for that to amount to a lot. So sponsorships can be tricky, they can be challenging, but they can be done. In that case, you have to focus on volume. You have to focus on getting a lot of really loyal, committed listeners to your show. There's another way to do it that perhaps does not make so much glamorous money, but you don't need to have so many listeners up front to get somebody to say yes, and that is by becoming an affiliate. And you can become an affiliate of a product, a service, a company that people who listen to your show might be likely to use. And then what happens is you get a code or a unique URL or something like that. And when listeners go and use that product or service or company, you get like a little kickback from that. And so that's what I do. I have a podcast about podcasting. And so a lot of times people are listening to my show who are thinking about launching a podcast. Therefore, there are certain things that they need. And if I have an affiliate code for the things that they need that I would recommend to them anyway, whether they were paying me or not, it makes sense that I would get a little kickback from those. 
So affiliates are definitely a way that you can make money. So one is selling a product or service yourself that your listeners need. So that's what I did with podcast coaching and editing services. Two is finding a way to get sponsors or affiliates. And that's by finding those products and services who your listeners might want and might use that you can collaborate with. And then the third way is to ask your audience for money, <laughs> which has its pros and cons. Like it can be a little awkward to always be like, please donate to the show. Please don't. There's a $10 suggested donation for today's event. Please, please, please consider contributing to all of the work that Southgate Media is putting into support independent podcasters. It can get awkward to you feel like you're like asking, 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 but if you just make it part of the culture of your show, hey, if you love the show, I would super appreciate it if you would head over to this website or this link or go here and contribute. There is a website that you can use. It's called Patreon, and Patreon is a place where it's kind of like you can create little perks and incentives for people to donate to your show. And this is something that I recommend to Queen Cuemo specifically for your question, because I see that you have the cash app link on your website for donations, but Patreon takes it a step further where you can create, since I think she's really good at building community and talking directly to her audience and connecting with them, and she's really good at being in, in all the social media places, doing Facebook Lives and things like that, I think that there might be some premium content that her listeners might want that if she put it behind like a $3 a month donation or a $5 a month donation, she could easily, easily, easily make some more cash that way. And then once you've figured out whether you're going to promote a service or product, whether you're going to get sponsors or affiliates, or whether you're going to ask your audience for support, then it's all about creating a treasure map for them and making it super, super easy for your listeners to figure out how to do the things they need to do in order for you to make your money. So that is how to make money as a podcaster. I do want to take a quick moment right here because there is a segment in my show which I like to call the podcast angel. And the podcast angel is my opportunity to share with you a way that you can support my show. <laughs> and that is my affiliate or sponsor or telling you about a product or service that I offer. And so I'm going to do a non-monetary podcast angel bit. And that is that I have a free thing that you can get on my website. So if you are a current podcaster or future podcaster, you can get a download that is, well, it's not a download. It's a five-day email course, which is five questions you haven't asked about your podcast. So since we're doing the Ask Me Anything today, I thought that this was appropriate to share with you. Five questions you haven't asked about your podcast. And these are like those deep self-reflective questions, like kind of like, what is the meaning of life? It's kind of like, what is the meaning of my podcast and my podcasting existence? But they're really short, they're really accessible, and they'll help you think really strategically about your show and how to make it even better. So that is available for you at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash five questions. That's thecreativeimposter.com forward slash the number five 
questions. And you can go there right now, drop your email, and I will send you the questions. And you can have some deep reflective moments about the meaning of your show. All right, podcast angel done. And I think that I have time for one more question because this is a good one. All right, my last question. This is a, a, a good one. This came actually not directly to me. Uh, Donna Harris, who is the host of Constantly Under Construction podcast, she posted this in a Facebook group that I am a part of called She Podcasts. And She Podcasts is an amazing Facebook resource for female podcasters and female-identified podcasters. They have over 10,000 members in their group and a huge influence. They also have a show called She Podcasts. Donna had posted, what keeps you going? I'm feeling defeated doing all of this heavy lifting for my show week after week with such a small number of listeners. And this is also a common thing. It's what I would call pod fatigue. That happens when you've been creating your show, you've been working really hard, you've been promoting it, and you've been doing all this stuff, and it just feels like nobody's listening. And what usually happens after pod fatigue, unless you have support, is that you pod fade. And pod fade is what happens when you just stop making your show and disappear from Podlandia. And people find your show and they're like, this is a great show. And they listen to the most recent episode and they're like, when does the next episode come? And they realize that that last episode was published like two years ago and then you disappeared without a trace. <laughs> and I'm sure we have all found shows in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever that have pod faded and disappeared. So. I decided for whatever reason I was going to post a very long response to her question because I hate when people feel defeated because podcasting is such an amazing, incredible platform and opportunity and way for you to get your voice out there. I mean, I feel like nobody ever paid attention to anything I had to say until I had a podcast. And then suddenly people I didn't even know were listening to what I had to say. And it's pretty amazing. So this is what I said to Donna, and she did give me permission expressly to use her question for today. So number one, growing an audience and getting more listeners takes time. It takes so much time, so, so, so much time. I have a client that I work with on and off on special projects. She has a um, home organization podcast, and she has over four million downloads all time of her home organization podcast. Every single month, she gets hundreds of thousands of downloads. And the reason why is because she has been podcasting for a very long time. She has been podcasting, I can't remember when she started, but I think she's one of the ones who started pre-iPhone, like before there was an iPhone. And she has been consistent. She is showing up week after week, putting out content. She's in her Facebook group all the time. She creates events. She just hosted her first ever convention for professional home organizers. She took time and consistency to build that following. Number two, numbers are subjective. So we sometimes see online in uh, podcasting groups, people are like, I hit a million downloads. I just launched a month ago and I already have 25,000 downloads. How do I get more? And we start to feel like, I launched three years ago and I don't have 25,000 downloads. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my show? If anybody is listening to your show, that's a huge success. 
I think about it, the first couple months I was podcasting, I was getting like, I don't know, like 100 downloads of an episode or 150, 200. And I'm like, this is so small. Other people are posting thousands of downloads. And my partner said to me, imagine that you were back in your storefront theater days and you were performing in a play on stage in Chicago and you had 150 people in your audience that night. How would that have felt? And I was like, amazing, because usually it was just your friends and family showing up in like the one or two random other people that you didn't know in the audience. I don't know if there's any other, I see some smiles and some head nodding, so I think there's some other storefront theater folk in here as well. 150 people in your audience would have felt amazing. And he's like, all those people are listening to your show. They all care what you have to say. So don't discredit that 150. Don't discredit that 20. So numbers are subjective. And most of the people that are posting those huge stats, those are like the outliers. That's not the average for indie podcasting. Number three, consider why you're making the show beyond fame and fortune. Connect with what's important to you about that. Number four, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're saying heavy lifting, see if you can simplify. Can you scale back? Can you produce two shows a month instead of four shows a month? Can you make your episodes shorter? Can you outsource something to somebody else if you've got the budget to do that? Can you do less show notes? What can you do to make your work easier so it feels more in line with the value that you're getting out of producing your show? And then number five is take a break. Take a break from your show. Please tell your audience you're taking a break because those 20 people who are listening, 150 people that are listening, they care. So just tell them, hey guys, I'm going to take a little hiatus from my show. I'm going to check in in two months and see what's going on. But here are some great episodes that I recommend you listen to in the meantime. Let them know. And then while you're on your break, see if you miss your show. If you miss making it, then come back to it all refreshed with new energy. And if you don't miss it, Maybe it's time to do a farewell episode and let it go and try something else, and that's fine. For me, what keeps me going is hearing one person who tells me that my show mattered to them, one person who tells me that it meant a lot to them, one person who tells me that it helped them think about something in a new way or it gave them an aha moment or a resource, and it's that one person who I'm making the show for. And that is my advice for current and future aspiring podcasters. This has been Podcast Envy. I'm Andrea Klunder, your podcast boss. Thank you so much for being so quiet and attentive <laughs> during this episode. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org, and our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org, as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz, and hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.